Stacey Bratzel and Daryl McIntyre on 630 Chat, presented by Abe's Door Service, with 24-7 emergency service where you speak to an actual person. Visit abesdoor.ca. everyone uh, this is this morning on 6:30 chad um we're talking christmas and the house of wheels here on the south side hoping for the gift of staying open this holiday season the indoor sport park in danger of closing its doors they need your help bevan pernell uh, runs house of wheels and joins us in studio good morning morning thank you for having me so for people who have never been there myself included what is house of wheels yeah that's a good question um Basically, House of Wheels is an indoor skate park, uh, but we do a little bit more than just indoor skate park. We do indoor riding of all kinds, all different types of wheels. Basically, nothing electric. That's where we draw the line, but scooter, skateboard, BMX, mountain bike, rollerblade, it's all welcome there. We got ramps, flat areas, yeah. And who uses it? So many people. We have super little kids people are asking us do we have an age limit or anything like that and the answer is no just because there's some little one-year-olds on their strider bikes ripping around riding the small ramps all the way up to probably people who don't want us to know how old they are still going hard (laughs) and it's a pretty big space obviously because i've seen the outdoor versions of what you're describing but to be indoors you must have a you must need a warehouse of some sort yeah, it's a, it's a massive warehouse. We're operating in 32,000 square feet of space, which is uh, sometimes it feels just big enough and sometimes it feels absolutely huge. So, yeah. And you have another location in Calgary as well. Yeah, we do have another location in Calgary. It's a lot smaller. Um, we opened that facility a few years ago, kind of trying to help out the scooter community in Calgary because they didn't really have one focused on them so much. Why is it important? for for the people who come there? Yeah, I guess I would answer that just by referring to a bunch of the experiences and stories and almost testimonials that we've been getting since kind of reaching out for help. Uh, it really is a safe place. It's a supervised environment, contrary to um, not to poke at the outdoor parks or anything like that, but we are kind of, we're supervised a little bit more secure. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got lockers, weather protected, and we allow year-round riding, right? We're combating the winter months, trying to make it possible for these people to enjoy these sports that give them their happy place all year round. So you mentioned you're asking for help. Why are you you're in trouble? Yeah, we are in trouble. I and and you kind of nailed it on the head with your weather report there, mm. like pluses and pluses and pluses, and it's just been an insane year. Uh, and so ultimately, over the last. Six months or so, we've fallen behind on rent, just given the size of the space. We pay $26,000 a month just for rent to be in that big facility, which we need it to be that big. Um, and so with this warm weather, we haven't been able to ramp into our winter season, uh, which is supposed to be our prime time. And so we are $55,000 behind on rent. And so we need that to get caught up, get ourselves reestablished and give ourselves a chance to keep going and keep this place open. Basically, it's because people are, are, the kids are still outside, so they don't have to pay to, to come to the park. Exactly. It's really tough when you're competing with Mother Nature, for sure. What has been the reaction since you went public with, with your story and your appeal for help? I, oh, man, it's been just absolutely humbling, overwhelming, 
uh, our hearts are full. The community came out in droves. We posted our original plea for help late, late night, like a week ago. Uh, and right away, like the next day, so many comments, shares, and then action, 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 right? People are coming up with cool ideas, wanting to do like a music show. Let's bring in some bottles. Let's do this and this. And then the GoFundMe, we, we woke up after just like six hours of sleep to a couple thousand in the GoFundMe. Um, and now actually in our GoFundMe that we launched, we're sitting at just over half, or sorry, just under half what we need uh, to get the full amount. What are people saying about what it means to them coming to your park? I had a gentleman the other day, um, he was kind of expressing himself and getting pretty um, emotional a little bit. And he was he was kind of explaining that it, our facility and our location, it's, it's like his church. And I think that in some way, a lot of us can say the same thing about the place. It's where our people are at. It's where our support network is. Um, it's where we meet people. It's where we go to get away from the stresses of life and all that kind of stuff. And so it means a lot, definitely. So you're only about halfway to your goal um, and, and you need that money in the next couple of weeks or, or when, when do you need it to be paid, your rent? I'm assuming your landlord says right now, but when's the, how far can you push it? Uh, yeah, that, it's always like a bit of a guessing game with the landlord and that's kind of one of the reasons why we've waited so long. Some people have said, why'd you wait so long? The timeline's so short because really right now we're kind of looking at a year-end mm. deadline which is just terrifyingly short. Um, but landlords try to work with you, right? And they have tried to work with us and we really appreciate that. Um, but basically they've kind of taken the first legal steps to be like get caught up by this time or else we're going to take the next steps which the next steps really are kind of <clears throat> basically eviction notices and things like that yeah you need twenty thousand dollars and it's the 21st so you got 10 days yeah we need twenty thousand dollars in another 10 days but it's crazy to say i think we can do it yeah but what happens in january february if the if the weather temperatures continue on the way it is it are you looking and thinking is this a sustainable business even if we hit our goal is this something that we can carry forward that is a great question and a very valid question i would say yes um what happens in january and february uh, just getting a little bit into the business is we can start launching our summer camps and our summer camps subsidize income um, and so even if it stays warm and ridership stays a little bit on the lower side we kind of can bolster that with our summer camp sales and then another thing that we're doing is um as owners there's three of us me my brother and my dad we are restructuring our ownership model and so my brother and my dad are actually going and getting different full-time jobs we've all been full-time in the business and so we're hoping to really reduce the ownership demand mm -hmm. on the business uh, to give it its best chance of survival moving forward um, and then we've also been pursuing and have had some great strides made in corporate sponsorship to help us keep going long term. So sort of this crowdfunding effort or this fundraiser effort, Save the Park campaign is really just to springboard ourselves into bigger and better things. What did you do before this? Yeah, that's a good question. Right before this, I was actually in school. I was playing basketball at Concordia University 
going to school. Taking business? Because now you're running a business and there's a whole bunch of different things you need to think about. What were you taking at uh, Concordia? I was doing biology, actually. I really thought I was going to be a physiotherapist. That was sort of my my plans, my hopes. And then uh, this whole thing just kind of like came out of nowhere. I would say I don't really know where I had the idea and I'd been wanting to develop it and a couple of things just happened right at the end of my time at Concordia and it was like okay let's do this and here we are and I guess we'll see if it was a good idea or a bad idea. And how are you doing in Calgary then? Calgary's in a very similar boat. Um, it's 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 been bizarre. We We made the move to Calgary and things were looking okay and then not very long after getting to Calgary is when kind of like the I guess market slowed down a little mm-hmm. bit. We didn't anticipate uh, Calgary has way nicer weather than us, turns out. Oh, it's, it's going to be like 12 degrees next week. Yeah, and so we're battling that. We're trying to figure that out. And so we're working on different partnerships and things like that in Calgary as well to make sure that it can survive long term. Who knew you had to factor in really spectacular weather into a business plan here in, uh, in Edmonton and, and Calgary? You, I guess you just never thought about that? But well, I mean, I, so <laughs> what I was happens if to, if we don't get any snow and everything is warm? Well, till the end of the year. Yeah, if there was one thing we thought we could count on, it was Edmonton and Alberta winters. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, what reduction of of visitors have you had from year over year? Mm-hmm. When you compare it to last year, is it like half of of what you had last year because the weather was different? I don't think half. I think it's probably closer to, uh, I don't know, we're probably sitting around like 80%, mm-hmm. 75%. Um, one thing that we also have is like a store. We sell skateboards, scooters, bikes, all that kind okay. of stuff. And that is also way down, right? Recreational spending, toy spending is down, and, mm-hmm. and we get it. The economy is not exactly like firing on all cylinders. Um, so that's also contributing to our struggles, but it's kind of just all of those little things. And with the huge overhead that we're facing, you drop by that 20% and all of a sudden it doesn't take very long to find yourselves behind $55,000. Yeah. And it's tough this time of year too, right? Because charities need help uh, over the Christmas season and that's what you're competing uh, with. If somebody does want to help you, how can they do that? We are trying to make it as easy as possible. Um, obviously, we have started a GoFundMe, which that's super easy. You can go to our website, houseofwheels.ca. There's links there to the GoFundMe. Uh, you can donate there. It's crazy to think about. We've had so many views on our just our Instagram story. I think mm-hmm. it's like over 100,000 views or something like that. And we're like, man, if each one of those views was just one... $1 donated to the GoFundMe. Um, but then you can also just come and ride. Just come and try out the facility, uh, and that'll give us a huge boost by getting more people in the park. And we have silent auctions on site where people are bringing in their bottles to our facility, like our main core mm-hmm. customers. Mm-hmm. And we're actually just announced yesterday we're doing an in house skate park concert, like live music okay. next Saturday. And so if you like live music, look that up and come enjoy some music. Perfect. Thanks for joining us. I appreciate your time. No worries. Thank you so much for having us. Evan Purnell runs House of Wheels along with his brother and his uh, dad. They need your help to try to keep the doors open. And House of Wheels just located, what's your address? 8832 48th Ave. Excellent. Thanks for joining us. Thank you.